And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, how you doing? I think I've got this thing all figured out. I hope. So I have, uh, the, the setup that I have here is kind of embarrassing actually, but I think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna work okay. The wind, I'm outside right now, the wind is picking up a little bit. I'm hoping that doesn't, uh, doesn't make too much noise here. So I'm outside in Oregon right now. I'm recording this on my phone. So the studio setup is not present, which is why the sound quality is a little off. So for anybody who's listening to the drop set for the first time now here in episode 82, it does not usually sound like this. Now I'm gonna not gonna go all out and say it's usually like this incredibly professional and well orchestrated production but you know usually the sound quality is pretty good so this it, it's a little half-assed but this is what lets me do this uh, on the road so I'm pretty happy um, I did a couple of test recordings I think it sounded okay I did actually record about a 15 minute little episode of this um, while I was on the road on Wednesday while I was driving um, but listening back to it I'm like you know it sounds okay but there's just too much ambient noise in the car etc so I, I ditched that and um, uh, opted just to wait until today to re-record something. So what you're going to get from me is a full-on update here with everything that has transpired um, since we were last together on Monday. So, And then I've got another topic I want to talk about as well. And maybe, um, maybe we'll get a guest appearance from my parents here. There's mom. Mom's poking her head out here. With her coffee. You want to be a guest on the podcast, mom? I don't want to be a guest. I just want to make a comment. You want to make a comment? All right. Mom, mom wants to make a comment. So come in here. Like you don't have to get super close and personal, but if you just talk right in here, everybody can hear you. So I just wanted to say hi to everybody. Uh, Darren is spending some time with us in Oregon, which is absolutely beautiful this time of year. Yeah, it is. And we're very happy to have him here. His visit will be too short. All right. Now I'm going to slip her five bucks for saying that. So thank you, mother. <laughs> I don't have it on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Greedy. Yes. I actually owe my mom money. She bought me a jacket yesterday because I left mine on a plane and it was... Uh, what was it, like 41, 42 degrees out here yesterday morning? Yeah. It was... That barking dog is going to be the death of me in the background there. No, nothing but the highest level of, uh, of audio quality and high content standards here on the drop set. So he stopped, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> So who knows? Maybe maybe before we're done here, Dad will make a make an appearance. We'll we'll see. Um, so yeah, I did. I lost my jacket on the plane. I left it on there. So it was like 42 degrees when I left for the gym yesterday morning, and immediately was like, okay, I need to replace that jacket. So. <laughs> um, What's been going on? So Monday we had uh, we had the interview with uh, Kim Helm, which was fantastic. Got some great feedback on that. Um, I thought she was awesome. I had a really good time interviewing her. I thought we covered some really good ground there. Um, since then, so um, I did post a uh, a video update to Facebook. So facebook.com slash five star physique. I just posted that within the last hour. Um, and you know, I'm recording this right now. It's 1104. I'm going to try and record this and get it all online pretty quick here. That's 1104 Eastern time. So by this afternoon, um, I'm sorry, Pacific time. I forget where I am. Um, by this afternoon, I'm hoping that this will be online this afternoon, Eastern time. So, um, I think, you know, the Wi-Fi gods um, being kind and benevolent creatures, I'm hoping that I can get this online in relatively short order. I have to do some interesting file editing stuff on my phone, which I usually do on the computer very easily, but we'll see how it goes. So, um, so 
since Monday. So I posted that that um, full full prep update. It's about 12 minutes long, actually, um, on Facebook. So you can check that out. I'll give you the brief rundown here. So this has been my first imperfect week, and I kind of had a suspicion it might go like that, but it went went south sooner than I was expecting. So on Tuesday, had a lot of work to do, a lot of clients to check in with. It was my last official day. <clears throat> excuse me, having uh, having computer access, so um, had to get everything done. And just you know, packing, etc. I'm going all over the place. I'm, I'm, you know, scrambling. I'm like, oh crap, it's time to eat. I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, what are those Oreos doing up there? Oh man, okay. And so I had five. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but full disclosure, there you go. So you can see all the gory details in my tracker that I posted in the comments of that Facebook post. Um, so that happened on Tuesday. Other than that, it was on point. No real issues there. Wednesday was a travel day. I woke up at 3.30 um, Eastern time. And by the time I got to bed, it was about 12.30 Eastern time. So it was about a 21 hour day. And I was doing that on normal macros. However, they were elevated macros. They were leg day macros because as part of my travel, so I went from the Knoxville airport to Atlanta to Dallas, and then in Dallas, I scheduled a long layover so I could get the hell out of the airport, go meet my coach for a workout, and then um, come back um, and uh, make my flight. And that all went off without a hitch. Um, so I got to meet her, which was great. She put me through a leg and back workout, so it was it was an extra carb day. Thank goodness I ended up needing those and then some. Um, it, it was it was great though just to to be able to meet her and and chat. You know we're both coaches, so we got to shoot the shit for a little bit and you know share share war stories, which was fun. And um, then uh, you know she she wanted to really like work on my row form because you know my back and my legs are what really needs to come up. My quads are actually making good progress. My hamstrings are lagging behind a little bit. So she wanted to really focus on some rows and then look at some curls and some RDLs. And so we went through all that and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did Warner because I checked out the gym and it was, it was a really cool, like, you know, kind of a minimalist facility. Um, not a ton of stuff, but it had everything that we needed. Kind of dirty, which I like. Um, and I noticed, I'm like, you don't have any showers here. So that means you, in, in this workout, you can't make me sweat. Um, or if you do, then I need you to write a note that I can give to the people on the plane next to me, just so that everybody knows this is not my fault. <laughs> so uh, she did not, uh, A, heed that warning at all, or B, write me a note. So um, clearly she's a terrible coach. <laughs> uh, kidding, she, she was fantastic. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to her, Lainey Hart. Um, she is fantastic. Um, I've been looking for a, a good coach for a long time. One that like I really connect with and feel like, you know, somebody who gets me and d handles programming in a way that I think is productive and sustainable um, and gives good feedback and is encouraging and she's all those things. So. Um, very, very, very pleased um, with everything so far. So we got five weeks left to go as of yesterday, um, and then it'll be growth season after that. So um, that'll be a good time. And I'll be continuing with her throughout that as well. So um, it, it was great to be able to get in a session with her and then make it back to the airport. So the food situation on Wednesday was interesting to say the least. <laughs> interesting in, um, you know, what, what I might say is uh, kind of like how Kind of like how a train wreck is interesting, maybe something like that. Um, so I woke up and the first meal was, you know, I was just having like ground turkey rice cakes, like clear all the, the prepped protein sources out of the fridge. I had a package of rice cakes that was already open. That stuff's going to go stale. So I'm like, just let me make sure I don't waste stuff here. Um, so I cleared that out. So I had just protein, a little bit of carb. Um, and then 
my goal then was, okay, make it to Dallas. And then in the Dallas airport, they've got Chick-fil-A, get a good pre-workout meal there, and then head to the gym. And I've got a protein shake post-workout. I'll be able to find some kind of a carb. I've got some fats to play around with as well, so it's all good. So um, I was planning on having a you know pretty, pretty low-fat day. So, I mean, my, my macros right now are set up with 65 grams of fat, which gives me you know, a good amount of wiggle room, especially if I pick lean protein sources. So a lot of my daily fats that I get right now are coming from slightly fattier protein sources like 93.7 turkey and that kind of stuff. So I'm like, if I just keep it lean, um, it'll be easy. So my plan was, you know, Chick-fil-A, grilled nuggets, a couple servings there. So it's like a, close to 50 grams of protein. It's about five grams of fat in those, no carbs. I've even got room for like some waffle fries in there. I can spare the fats there. It'll be good to get some pre-workout carbs in me, um, something nice and tasty. And so I get there and lesson learned, airport restaurants do not necessarily have full menus. So Chick-fil-A did not have grilled nuggets. And so I made a panicked decision because they were still serving breakfast actually, but they also said, you know, because it was just before they started serving lunch. Like, well, we, you can put in a lunch order and you just have to wait five or 10 minutes. I'm like, cool. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a hurry to get out of here, but I'll wait for that. And like grilled nuggets. Yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> Bastards. Damn it. <laughs> so, um, I ended up going like, I just basically pointed at the menu and said that, whatever. I didn't even know what I was getting. It was, I could tell like there were three protein sources in it, chicken, egg and cheese, bagel, which then was served with hash browns, basically tater tots. Um, I gotta tell you, it was the best thing I've eaten in months. Um, cheat meals notwithstanding, I do dig the five guys. I have no issues with that, but oh my God, it was like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh my God. And I ate it and then I logged it. That was a mistake. So <laughs> first of all, there's a whole line of people behind me when I got to the counter. So I'm not gonna say, hold on, let me just pull up my fitness pal and search through everything. What I should have done in retrospect, excuse myself from the line, pull up their breakfast menu, or by the time I'm done researching, they probably would've been serving lunch. So just you know, look at the actual menu of stuff that's available there and then made a judgment call based on that. Instead, I just made a panic decision because I was starving, I wanted to get out of there, and it was not a good decision. So it ended up being about, um, what about? 30 grams of protein, I think I got about 55 grams of carbs, which was fine, I had the room for that. It was about 40 grams of fat. That was a problem because on the flight from Atlanta to Dallas, they were handing out peanuts. I'm like, sure, I got room in my diet for the fats for that. Yeah, it's gonna be a lean day, no problem. I know what I'm doing, I got it all laid out. So suddenly now, um, I'm two meals in and my fats are at 62 out of 65 for the day. Oops. <laughs> my carbs are looking okay. Um, my protein's looking a little dire. It's gonna be a little short. So. Um, so I have that, and I'm like, okay, shit. Well, we'll see what happens. And then um, get out of the airport, take a taxi to the gym, have the workout with Lainey, which was great, um, and then get an Uber for the way back. Um, by the way, Uber, far superior to taxi. So if there's any question about that, let me tell you, yeah. Um, made it back to the airport. Um, and you know, I asked Lainey when I'm there, I'm like, you're familiar with DFW, you've been in there a whole bunch of times, I'm sure. Like, how much leeway should I give myself as far as time to get back there? My flight was at 2.50, she's like, I try and get back there by 1.30, no later. I'm like, all right, cool. Just thinking of like security lines and stuff like that. So I actually get there at closer to like one o'clock straight up. And I tell you, front door of the airport, to me being, um, having my shoes back on, my belt back on after getting through security took about eight minutes. <laughs> so suddenly I'm like, all right, I got all kinds of time. So let's, let's find some food. I got my protein shake. Let's hunt down some carbs. And so in a 7-Eleven, <laughs> I was able to find some little um, sourdough mini pretzel bites. 
the macros for this whole bag was zero, no, I'm sorry, 375, zero. So three grams of protein, 75 grams of carbs, zero grams of fat, exactly what I needed. So not a perfect um, thing, but I even, I, you know, I, I texted coach, I'm like, this is what I found, you know, it's not perfect. She's like, no, it's not perfect, but for today it is, <laughs> it's, it's good enough. So. Um, I felt, I felt pretty good about that. And so I finished that up and now I'm like, okay, you know, I'm looking at, you know, I've got my slightly elevated carb total for the day because it was a leg and back day. Um, so now I'm like, all right, no fats gained from that. So I'm still at 62 out of 65. My carbs, I've got about 20 grams to spare. My protein, eh, I'm gonna be a little short. So I'm at that point, I'm looking at, you know, I'm three meals in, my protein's roughly 250. So at that point I'd wanna be at about 150. I was closer to like 125 something like that. So I'm like, mm, okay, I'm getting a couple of big protein meals. So um, I also strategically got a Monster Zero when I was in the airport and I downed that thing when I was getting ready to uh, get on the plane just because I know that one of the things that that does is it kind of bloats up my stomach a little bit. And I mean, it's a, which, you know, isn't necessarily something that it's not a long-term problem. It's just like a short-term, like, Oh, I don't really feel terribly comfortable right now. Kind of issue. I use that strategically because I know one of the things that it does also is it kills my appetite. It doesn't make me so I don't want to makes it so I don't want to eat anything necessarily. So I time that strategically ahead of this four and a half hour flight, just knowing that I'm not going to be able to eat anything on that plane. I can't get anything until I land and I'm able to scope out some more realistic options. So, um, so I made, I, I took advantage of that, got through the flight with no issues. Um, actually had an empty seat next to me which hasn't happened to me in years, which was great. So I was in the aisle, the middle seat was not taken. It was like, ah, oh, thank God. Fantastic. Land in Portland and uh, I'm, I'm scoping out options. So the Portland um, airport um, is kind of devoid of like the common chains where you know like, oh, if I go here, I can get X, Y, Z, that kind of thing. So um, they've got a lot more like local places and stuff like that, which kudos to them. But you know, for a bodybuilder who's trying to find something um, compatible with their macros on the road, it makes it a little tricky. So I popped into one of the little convenience marts there and I was digging around for a little bit and I thought about, well, you know, here's a turkey sandwich. I can just pull all the, all the extras out of that and just eat the turkey. And then I'm like, well, there's a Greek yogurt here. There's a protein bar. So I opted for the protein bar, which ended up putting me over on my carbs by about five or 10 and over on my fats by about five. So I think it had, you know, I had three grams of fat still to spare. And it, it, I think it had about eight protein only had about 20. So again, I need to get about 125 ish grams of protein between my last two meals between that and the Greek yogurt, I got about 35. So now I'm still about, you know, close to 80 in the hole. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. So the plan at that point became, well, you know, drive out of here. I got a rental car, um, drive out of there, make it down to Albany, which is about an hour and a half, um, rush hour traffic on 205 is no fun. Anybody that lives in or around the Portland area, you know what that's like. Um, it actually wasn't too bad though. I mean, it was, it was about eight to 10 miles an hour for a few miles. And then once I got to about five miles from the airport, it picked up and I had no issues. So made it down to Albany in good time, popped into Safeway for some grocery shopping. I had my list put together, um, got everything that I needed. I was absolutely starving at this point. And I knew I was going to have to get home home here to mom and dad's um say hi exchange pleasantries cry a little bit because it's been forever since i've seen them and uh then do a little bit of meal prep and eat and uh, it was getting late at that point like i got here at about you know pretty close to eight o'clock so a, what would have been 11 o'clock eastern time um so it's just exhausted you know <laughs> like this is this is rough this is rough so um i did cave a little bit in the grocery store and i got myself a little mini candy bar which ended up putting me over on my carbs by a total of about 
40 for the day over on my fats by at that point ended up being about oh 15 17 grams something like that and then i had some ground turkey when i got home it wasn't enough because you know i'd have to have like 14 ounces to get everything so i ended up short on my protein by about 20. all things considered it being a 21 hour day i had a brutal leg and back session in there a little over on carbs a little over on fats a little short on protein is it ideal is it what i wanted no was it good enough for one day yeah one day out of prep that being the worst day that i've had so far by a mile i will take it i was pretty comfortable with that actually so and then the next day i woke up and i just felt really tight um the scale showed it being a little bit higher in weight but also it was a different scale um i was really happy with how things looked though um and then the workout was phenomenal i mean you know fueled with some extra carbs it always helps but um had just a ridiculous arm workout saw all kinds of detail separation vascularity that i'd never seen before um it was a cool gym as well so and then i was fully back on the meal prep train at that point so my routine now um because usually i wake up and i will um go go into the garage do fasted cardio on the elliptical there come inside eat do a little bit of work um and then head to the gym and go lift and then do some post-workout cardio well here i'm trying to do it all in one trip so i wake up and i go to the gym do my fasted cardio eat there so my first meal has got to be portable so i have a protein shake with rice cakes i'm sitting there in the gym eating everybody's looking at me like who the hell is this dumbass douchebag uh, eating in the gym leaving crumbs everywhere i'm like hi it's me i'm, I'm the douchebag i fully admit that i own it um so do that and then you know have pre-workout digest answer a little email there while i'm waiting on that and then go hit the lift and then um do my post-workout cardio then come back here and have what i would typically have as be my first meal so eggs egg whites cream of rice that kind of stuff because i still dig that so the, the meal prep train is fully back on point no issues yesterday went off without a hitch today i'll go off without a hitch tomorrow no problems there and then sunday is a low carb rest day which will be um pretty easy we're getting to having a we're having a big family get together here we're doing a barbecue it's going to be burgers and chicken breast so it'll be you know like my second time having chicken in the past six months the first time being at chick-fil-a on wednesday <laughs> so um i think uh, i feel pretty comfortable with that and how it's uh, how it's going to work so um the gym situation has been really good so i've gone to two of them out here um one of them um just this huge huge cavernous place brand new um really really fancy but boy i mean like it's 60 percent cardio equipment um the freeway area is small cramped they've got like four benches um the dumbbells are all in um, um, five pound increments. I don't have anything in two and a half. So they don't have doubles of anything. So it's like one set of fives, one set of tens, one set of fifteens. Um, it's just one of those. And all the equipment is hoist, which I hate as far as um, a, a brand of workout equipment. Like some of it feels okay, but all of it feels just so gimmicky and dumb. And I just feel like I'm riding a, a circus ride every time I get on one of those pieces of equipment. I hate them. Um, I, I really dog on life fitness, um, their new stuff specifically, just because I don't think it feels mechanically very correct. I would prefer life fitness over hoist though. Although hoist does have a couple of good pieces. They have leg extension that feels really good. So um, anyway, I was like, eh, all right. I mean, this is okay, this will work, but let me check out the other one that was a little bit closer. I mean, you, know, you can make it across the entire town in eight minutes. So it's not a big deal, but the other one was a little bit closer. So I'm like, let me check that out. Um, both of these gyms happen to be in um, buildings that I last knew as grocery stores. So um, this one was a little bit smaller, a little bit more of your hometown grocery store. Um, but uh, man, it was money. O older facility, older equipment, smaller, a little more intimate. Um, they had like all plate loaded hammer strength and I carry in selectorized equipment, fantastic stuff. They actually had some Stairmaster brand strength equipment. Like they had this chest press that just had a, a a motion arc that was 
unbelievable. Like it felt so good and just the contraction you're able to get out of that, I'm like Stairmaster brand, who knew? Um, it was awesome. Um, they had some slightly more, more vintage cardio equipment as well. Like there's a life fitness, a life fitness elliptical that I love. That's a few seasons old, um, but they had a whole bunch of those. So I've, and you know, none of the gyms that I go to now um, <laughs> have any of that stuff. So um, that was nice to be able to use some of that. Um, they have a group fitness room that'll be empty tomorrow morning. So it'll be easy to take my progress pics and video for coach in there. Um, and uh, just, you know, the lighting was really good, which helps too. <laughs> so really, really pleased with that place. So I'll be going back there tomorrow for legs, um, Sunday for cardio, and then Monday for back, and then I'm heading out of town back home after that. So um, the gym situation's good. Um, the food situation's good. Uh, took a little time out yesterday to head to the Lamette Valley Vineyard, um, which is a place that I love, um, and was exploring, like, getting some wine shipped back home. Um, turns out, um, can actually buy it at the grocery store for about the same price. <laughs> my my parents are set up as uh, like you know member owners there, so they get a discount on stuff. But then when you f throw in shipping for a case of wine, it's like yeah yeah. Now it's 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 great stuff though. It's some of my favorite. If you're if you're a wine connoisseur, you know I don't advocate drinking until you're sloshed or anything like that. But hey, you know you, uh, when when you're cutting, no. But off season growth, yeah, have, have a little drink now and then. It's not going to kill you. Um, Willamette Valley Vineyards, specifically they have a whole cluster, which I think is like a red blend um, that is fantastic. Really love that. So thankfully we can buy it at the grocery store um, back home. I was just thinking, you know, come close to the source, might be a little cheaper, but no. So I got to look at a whole bunch of food, smell some different wines, and that was it. That was enough for me, but the views there are just spectacular. I posted some stuff on my um, Instagram story yesterday. Um, just beautiful shots up there. Love that stuff. So um, that was one of the places I wanted to go, not for any particular reason other than just to see it again. Um, and then today, um, today is project day. So, um, my parents have a shed out back that has a door that has some rotting going on and it's got hinges that are falling apart. So dad and I are going to take that down and rebuild it. So we went and got some stuff for that yesterday. Um, tomorrow I'm going to head up to Salem and visit my brother and his family up there. And then Sunday, everybody will be coming down here for, uh, for the barbecue. So I'll get a chance to see everybody then. So it'll be a nice, uh, nice mix a nice variety of stuff so that is uh that's my update that's everything that's going on with the world so i think everything will be pretty clear sailing until monday but now that i've you know i've been through it um i think i can plan a little better um so that i don't have a repeat of what happened this last wednesday fingers crossed knock on wood we're gonna we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna plan for it monday thankfully um unless there are changes from coach on Saturday with the check-in. Um, Monday, since it's back day, will also be a high carb day, thankfully. So both of my travel days have been high carb days, which makes it a little bit easier, or, you know, in the case of Wednesday, made it so that my overages were uh, not quite so bad, <laughs> at least. So, um, but I know I know what to avoid now um, and just, you know, expect the unexpected. Don't go throwing in extra stuff that they offer you on the plane just because you're like, oh, I got room for this. Just save it till the end of the day. Um, so that, that's the lesson to be learned from that. So a couple of great workouts so far since I've been here, though. Everything's feeling good. Everything's looking pretty good. So for being five weeks out as of yesterday, um, I feel like I'm right on track. And, you know, coach got to see me on pers in person on Wednesday, and she was happy with how things are looking, too. So because, um, you know, it's, a it's always a little bit different when you're working with somebody remotely and seeing pictures and video, and then you actually see them in person. And sometimes it's like, ooh, okay. And sometimes I was like, oh, okay, great. And so it was more like the latter. So she was pleased with how things were looking. So, um 
So that's me. So I wanted to talk a little bit also. So I got, um, thankfully, um, so I'm going to give a shout out here to Samantha Liss. Thank you, Samantha. Um, a client of mine um, who she did a show and then started working with me on her reverse dieting phase. Um, and she's been absolutely killing it and doing a fantastic job with it. And, you know, we're not that far post show. I don't have her plan or my calendar up here right now, but I'm thinking it's got to be like four or five weeks post show. And she's pretty much out of the clear at this point. She had a very aggressive prep um, that she went through where she was, you know, she was very, very calorie restricted, doing a ton of cardio as well. And so we, we came up with a plan of attack to, um, you know, I did, I wanted to be a little cautious, but I didn't want to be overly conservative with her reverse. Cause I think if you do it right, um, it, it, you know, if you, if you have a plan in place and you follow it, I don't think you need to be terribly, um, crazy with how conservative you are with a reverse diet. Um, the problem is post-show, a lot of people have difficulty sticking to any kind of a plan. So then you, all your reverse dieting plans go out the window. If you're up 12 pounds two days after the show, it's like you're screwed at that point. You know, you can't really reverse diet your way out of that. So um, she's done a great job of keeping everything a little closer to the vest, um, continuing to keep up with cardio, continuing to track macros as well. So we're pretty much out of the clear. Like we've got her, pro her, her carbs and her fats up significantly. Her cardio is down significantly. Um, She's actually going on vacation right now and it's a good time for it. So um, anyway, she emailed me this morning, very timely, because I knew I was going to be recording this podcast. And I'm like, I, uh, I don't know what to talk about other than me. And that's going to be really boring. So her question was along the lines, and I'm, I'm recording this on my phone, so I don't want to risk um, switching apps and pulling up the email here to read it verbatim. But it was basically like, how do you know if you're on point with intensity, like y you can think that you're working hard, but then all of a sudden you have one of these sets where you're like, holy crap, that made a difference. And then it just changes your whole world. Uh, so how do you know if you're in the right zone? How do you scale up your intensity? So that's what I wanted to talk about was intensity scaling. So this is definitely not a, a beginner topic, but even if you're relatively new and just starting out, it's worth trying to wrap your head around this concept early on, um, just to know that it's something that is going to become a big issue because this is one of the biggest plateau causers. Um, when you hit a plateau and you're doing everything right and you know you're not having any kind of you know metabolic dysfunction or anything like that but you just hit a plateau your diet's reasonable your cardio is reasonable the biggest the biggest contributing factor to that almost universally is a, uh, a shortage of lifting intensity. And you've, you've heard me say this on here before, if you've been listening for any length of time, intensity is the driving factor for everything behind all facets of your prep. If you don't train with intensity, your diet, even if it's perfect, is not going to be as effective. Your cardio is not going to be as effective. Um, you are at a greater risk for muscle loss. Um, you know, everything is going to be softer. You're not going to be as hard, as dense, etc. So lifting intensity drives everything. Man, woman, I don't care what division you're competing in. If you're a non-competitor, you have to train with intensity. So, well, what does that mean? I mean, it's a very hard thing to define. It doesn't just mean heavier, it means harder. It means you're working harder, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're grunting more or you're sweating more, but it means that you're working the muscle harder. So that can look very subtle and understated. It can also look really over the top. There isn't really a right way. Um, you know, it's kind of like what, uh, who was it? Potter Stewart. Um, has a famous quote about pornography and says, it's difficult to define, but I know it when I see it. Um, and I feel the same way about, about lifting intensity. It's difficult to define, but I know it when I see it, which is why I always request video work from clients because I want to see how 
you're moving. I want to see how things are looking. I want to, you know, be able to verify that the intensity is on point and it's something that I'm happy with and we're on the same page. Um, and if it's not, you know, I'll be able to see it. And then once I see what you're doing, then I can offer some suggestions on what to do about it. If I can't see anything, I don't know. And, you know, I have some people that are very stubborn about not sending me video feedback and, you know, they hit a plateau and I'm like, yes, for the hundredth time, I need to see video. Um, and I get to be a real pain in the ass about that with some people and some of my clients right now they might be listening to this and nodding their head like oh yeah he's a real pain in the ass about that all right well okay i'm talking to you send me some stuff <laughs> come on now come on um the the people who who do not hit those plateaus and continue to see good levels of growth and continue to lean out and don't get stuck when they're trying to lean out are the people who send me a lot of stuff for evaluation and this is key implement the feedback that I give them absolutely critical because I've had plenty of clients that I work with where I say here's what you need to do xyz blah 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 change this change that I get another video back from it looks exactly the same like did you listen to that at all <laughs> this is a two-way street you know I mean you've got to send me this stuff but then you've got to incorporate the feedback as well seems kind of basic I know but um so what, what I what I like to to implement are certain protocols for people and you know we can call them game changers if you want so it, it can be something as simple as a drop set if you if you if you've been at it for a while think back to the first time you ever did a drop set and really executed it well and just how different that felt so what happened there is uh, at that point if you really think about it your entire intensity scale recalibrated itself at that point and what you need to do is recognize it and make that recalibration stick and what i mean by that is let's say you're like i work hard all the time i'm always pushing hard in the gym i lift with great intensity i'm working at a nine out of ten all the time and you know you've been at it for a little while but you know you're, you're still kind of on in the early stages of lifting like you haven't been at it for 20 years or anything like that it's just you know it's 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 a little bit uh a little bit more on the beginner side of things which is fine there's nothing wrong with that at all um and then you do a drop set and suddenly it's like, okay, that was more like a 13 out of 10. That was unlike anything I've ever felt before because you executed it well. You were really pushing the envelope on what it means to hit failure. Well, okay, the scale stops at 10. So 13 out of 10 ain't valid. What it means is your nine out of 10 was not a nine out of 10. And now after recalibrating that scale, maybe you recognize, you know what? That's probably more like a seven because you can't push nine out of 10 on every set all the time. Um, you don't want to, it's not productive. You need to, you know, I mean, one of the things I went through that John Meadows program some months back and uh, he would provide specific instructions like, you know, here and there, leave a few reps in the tank. You know, um, I want you to have, have a wait for, you know, a, a good, really hard 10 reps and then give me eight, something like that. So, um, know when you've got to pick your spots you know you want quality reps you don't have to train to failure all the time i've seen people post their workout plans and you know they say they take every set to failure i'm like that just tells me that you don't know what failure is either that or you've got the greatest physique of all time and you clearly do know what failure is um, but you know more often than not no you just don't know what failure is um, you might think you do but you need your scale recalibrated a little bit and so having those difference makers like that um, can be a big deal and so that was yeah, I, I talked about a, a workout plan that I've, I'm going to have online um, soon. Um, I think I mentioned this in episode 81 on Monday, um, intro to ascending threes. That ascending threes protocol, the entire reason for it existing is to be one of those game changers, to be one of those things that's going to instantly recalibrate your scale because it's going to force a level of fatigue greater than what you've experienced before. Um, it's going to have you 
moving more weight than you typically would because we're adjusting rep ranges as well downward. Like we're only, you know, it's called ascending threes because we're increasing the weight and only hitting three reps at a time. So, you know, for three, for three reps, you might be surprised at what you can do. And that's the idea. And it's not like, oh, I can move so much more weight than I thought. No, I mean, you can, but the point is you can generate a lot more fatigue and you can push yourself through a lot more discomfort when you incrementally go up in weight as that protocol dictates, um, you find that you're able to actually keep your form intact a lot longer than you thought because you're only doing three reps. So you're recruiting all types of muscle fibers and um, you know, it's just a more comprehensive level of pump and fatigue than what you, would, what you would experience normally. So that is another thing that would recalibrate your intensity scale. Um, having somebody yell at you in the gym through like a rest pause set. Um, you know, when I, when I worked with Lainey on Wednesday, um, she had me doing hack squats and um, fixed a little mechanical issue that I had, which made everything feel a little bit better. And then um, just started loading plates up on the leg press. I'm like, yeah, this seems like a lot. She's like, yeah, it's a lot. And now we're going to do 30 reps. <laughs> like, what the hell? And, uh, and, and so she said, we're going to do it rest pause style. So you get as many as you can, and then you take a breath. You're going to stop and take five breaths, and then you're going to resume and get as many as you can. I want you to take as few breaks as possible until you get to 30. And, you know, when when she's there or when you've got a coach or a trainer there or you're just yelling at yourself to the point where in your head where you really mean it and you believe the threats that you're throwing at yourself like don't stop don't stop don't you dare stop right now um and you're trying to target 30 and you know maybe you're thinking you know, i'll break this up in tens i'll hit 10 reps take five breaths i'll hit 10 more reps take five breaths and then i'll hit the final 10. that's a bad strategy uh, if you're doing that if you hit 10 and then you take five breaths you aren't going to hit another 10 before having to break again you it might hit five or six and it's going to take you forever to hit 30. so what you want to do instead is really push yourself like can i hit 17 19 20 21 and so i was able to get on that set that rest pause set i was able to get to 22 before i had to stop and i felt like at the start i'm like if i can get 12 that'll be good that'll be good and i got 22 because i was getting yelled at i was yelling at myself and i was determined just not to let let up and quit and so I was able to get 22 before my legs just gave out. And then I stopped. I took about 12 to 15 seconds to get those breaths in. And then, you know, the first rep back down felt like the billionth rep. I'm like, how the hell am I going to get seven more? But you find a way to do it and you get it done and you get all the way to 30. And then you're like, holy crap. And I had this moment, you know, I've been doing this for decades. And I had another one of those moments on Wednesday where I'm like, I thought I was pushing hard on the hack squat. No. I mean, I was, but now I've just pushed harder. So now I've, I've recalibrated that scale a little bit. So at this point, you know, the longer you're at it, the harder it is to make significant scale recalibrations. But you need to have those moments where you pick your spots. And then, like I said, you've got to let it stick. You've got to remember what that felt like and you can't let it slide back to how it was before. If you can do that and you can, you know, so let's take you know my hack squat example here i thought i was pushing before at something that was probably you know a, a close on a, a typical set for hack squat i felt pretty comfortable that I, I could hit an eight out of ten on the intensity scale and then if i really pushed it like i've done some of that rest pause work on my own i felt like i was approaching nine and a half well okay now I, I, after that scale recalibration i think my previous rest pause work was probably like an eight or an eight and a half and i feel like what I probably did on Wednesday was more like a nine, and I'm not gonna give myself a nine and a half because I know as hard as that was, I feel like there's still room where um, I, I could probably go 
a, a little bit harder, a little bit deeper. You know, I could probably have that same performance if I threw another 10, 15 pounds on that hack squat. So don't consider yourself to be topped out ever because the whole point behind this is it's a long haul and you always want to keep improving and as soon as you convince yourself like okay i'm tapped out on intensity that's when you stop improving so and it's not always about moving more weight um, it's just about making the muscle work harder and finding those recalibration moments and finding those game change tactics um, so you know it, it's very rare that i will throw in that i will write a, uh, a workout program that doesn't have anything like that built into it at some point um, just because you need to experience those things whether it's rest pause drop set ascending threes partial reps are a big one um, you know, forced negatives manual resistance negatives um, if you have a partner those that's an easy thing to work in as well um, uh, isotension work we talked about that uh, in a Q&A last week um, FST 7 same kind of principle there um, those are things that are game changers and so those are things where you need to recognize my scale right now in this moment is actively being recalibrated so if you recognize that you'll be in pretty good shape and you will you'll find that your intensity can continue to scale upwards as long as you think okay whew, that is now my new nine and you hold yourself to that standard going forward. If you do that, you're gonna be in a good place. So, how long is this? I've been going for 37 minutes here. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, all right. Um, I'm a little tired, so I think I'm gonna take a nap. It is vacation after all, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me a little while to figure out how to post this thing anyway, so I'm going to do that. And uh, there's no outro music this week. I was able to kind of work in the intro music um, that, that we heard at the start. Uh, the outro music is beyond me. I don't know how to do that on my phone. I mean, you know, I'm, try I'm trying to do, do all this from my phone. So the fact that we had intro music at all is uh, kind of a, a miracle of technology. It took me a little while to figure out how to do that. So, um, so I will, uh, without any music behind me, you can imagine it though, you know what it sounds like, right? Dun, 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 dun. So just play that in your head right now. I will sign off. Um, keeping tabs with me. Um, keep up to date with me on what I'm doing. So I'm posting a lot on Instagram. My story is filling up and staying very active here. Um, at Darren underscore star. Darren, D-A-R-I-N underscore S-T-A-R-R on Instagram. Facebook.com slash five star physique. I'm posting some stuff there as well. Other spots, you can search YouTube, Pinterest, um, and something else five star physique five star physique.com the dropset.com um call in leave a message um we'll be doing a podcast I'm, i might try and get one done on the road on monday and then i think i'll have some time i might be able to if i get some wi-fi i might be able to post that from the airport so we'll see how that goes it could be interesting here so um after the weekend and you know once the the trip is on its last legs because once i get back it's going to be a well, I mean, frankly, it's going to be a clusterfuck Tuesday through Thursday of next week trying to get caught up on everything. So there won't be a podcast until if I, if I don't get one done on Monday, there won't be one until Friday of next week. So I'm going to try and do that. So anyway, I appreciate you all listening. Um, questions, comments, you know how to find me. Um, send me a message anywhere. Shoot me an email. Drop by the website. Fill out the contact form. Anything like that. Love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.